Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the empty holes in my heart. I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, you name it, plus a couple of less productive approaches. After two decades of coming up short, I realized I was focused on the wrong thing. Instead of trying to fill those holes in my heart, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy goal. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from the world and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. Thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting again about non-attachment. We chatted briefly on this yesterday, and I gave an example. And I wanted to bring this concept to life with an example that you might be able to relate to. So it's one thing to say that we'll act and not be attached to what happens next. But it's another thing entirely to actually engage in the practice. Here's the easy example. Did you turn your clock back over the weekend? If so, you probably practiced non-attachment, or at least engaged into it in it to some extent. If you quote unquote fell back before going to sleep on Saturday night and adjusted your clocks so that when you woke up you would already be in adjusted time, you were not attached to the differences the one hour time change would make. At the other end of the spectrum, if you failed to do this, changed your clock sometime on Sunday or even Monday so that you'd be ready for the work week, you may have been attached to the current time zone and tried to resist the change. I will say that springing forward is probably a better time or maybe a more effective time to visit this example as a non-attachment example since most of us would prefer to gain the extra hour than to lose it. But if you were resistant to the change, Maybe you despise what daylight savings time represents. Maybe it means reduced daylight or that winter is on its way. Maybe you changed your clocks, but mentally you kept telling yourself what time it was without that one hour adjustment. Take a moment and just think about how you approached it. The impending change to our clocks may help us gain insight on how well we practiced non-attachment. In the post yesterday, I shared a humbling experience, an embarrassing experience, about providing a lecture in which I was attached to the idea that a live audience would help provide me with the feedback and energy current that I'd come to rely on for success. I described how that experience helped me grow into a space of understanding that I couldn't control all of that. I could only control how I showed up. For today, see if you can step back and also be the observer of how you chose to approach the seemingly random, non-personal change of adjusting your clocks. Were you able to roll with it, no hesitation? Or are you still looking at your clock telling yourself, yeah, it's actually, it's 9 p.m., but it's not, it's 8 p.m. because, well, of course I'm tired because it's actually 9 p.m. Or are you playing those mental games and resisting the change? 
If you're so inspired, this may give you a window of insight into your own ability to be unattached to outcome. Obviously, attachment is linked to circumstance with our feelings about a change. The more invested we are emotionally, the harder it can be to roll with it. But if we practice some self-inquiry in an arena that's not personal, we can begin to illuminate how well we're able to stay unattached to outcome. Doing this in situations that are not intimately and emotionally charged can help us strengthen our non-attachment muscles so we can increase our skills and apply them toward more, more personal situations like giving that talk, regardless of whether or not there's feedback. That was my example from yesterday. Or better still, becoming independent of the good opinion of others or developing a deep sense of being capable, regardless of the situation. These are just some of the fruits we can garner from the labor of self-observation. Judgment doesn't play a role here. We aren't searching to see if we handle this in a way that's good or bad. We're just taking a moment to see if something as random as a clock change can teach us anything about the way we show up in the world and what we expect when we do. So this example of non-attachment in action, which was changing our clocks, um, it may be a stretch, but it may also resonate. And I think the key here is when we're trying to understand what our role is in being attached to our own impact in the world or, or how we show up and what we share and what happens next, it's easier to observe patterns when we're looking at them in something that's not emotionally charged. So I just thought that the turning uh, back of the clocks might give us an opportunity to do that. And it might feel very foreign and awkward um, if you've not taken a look at that before. But you can really apply this to any action or anything that you're preparing for, whether, again, if it's something in your work environment or it could be um, a difficult conversation you're having with your partner or um a conversation or a change you want to implement in your home or with your kids and you decide that there's something that you need to share um, and you go in your mind down different paths of how that might show up, what the fallout, quote unquote, would be, what the consequences of um, making a change or sharing an insight could have. Um, but there's always a moment, there's always this pause between our delivery, which is kind of what I'm doing right now, um, and what happens next. And the invitation here, as we look at non-attachment and what that could look like in action, the invitation is to recognize that pause. And once we show up in the fullness of what we have to offer, that we then step back and just let it be as it is. If we fall into that category of someone who's still looking at the clock and making those mental adjustments, or maybe we didn't actually change our clock yet. Um, or if we uh, were one to actually change the clocks in advance so that before we even went to bed on Saturday night, we were going to wake up and just, you know, roll with it and never think about it again. These activities around this one simple, silly, really little change um, can give us insights into how well we do this, how much we attach to what happens next. And since staying unattached or working at becoming unattached can be so liberating, um, I thought I would just provide, again, a silly example. So I hope you got something out of this. 
Of course, I always enjoy feedback and comments on the website, lisamcfarland.com. And as a fun reminder, Scars to Metals, uh, our online digital support community is still in the works. And we look forward to giving you more details about that early in 2022. So for now, stay present, stay grateful, and stay healing. And as always, thanks so much for listening.